Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience and listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Business Podcast, your source for all things business. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, um, tour schedule, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to be co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, today I have Prasan Kill on the line. He's CEO and co-founder over at Rise Buildings. Prasan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. All right, so uh, this is going to be a great topic today. Uh, I know when I've seen it, I'm like, I'm excited to hear your your um, your answer to this and kind of learn and get some insight from you. Uh, so we're going to talk about different approaches to building a technology business. Um, but before we get into that, I do want to go a little bit further into what you're doing over at Rise Buildings. So tell us a little bit more about your company, please. Sure. Uh, Rise Buildings is a total technology platform for real estate. So we manage uh, and provide software and hardware solutions to manage uh, properties from an operational standpoint. So things like visitor management and booking a conference room uh, or paying your rent uh, or connecting with your community uh, and really operational tasks that, uh, look at it this way, uh, are kind of like a remote control for your building, right? So uh, we RISE provides the software and hardware solutions to really automate and enhance the efficiencies of all activities, daily activities, uh, that go on in a building from both a staff uh, as well as an occupant uh occupant standpoint. Uh, and what that really does is it uh, really enhances the engagement uh, on brand at a property level, uh, while also driving ultimate value uh, to the property in terms of cost uh, of technology solutions uh, and increasing retention as a byproduct. When, when you make it easy for people to live or work uh, in the building that you own or manage, um, you know, they're going to stick around longer. So Rise Buildings really is a total tech stack uh, for the real estate industry. So I, I want to go just uh, maybe a, a level deeper in this. Um, can you give an example of how, you know, you can really change the way that um, uh, or how, how management company or company can change the way that um, they interact with the built environment? Like just overall, like what does that look like? Because I hear what you're saying, but I want like give me an example to wrap my head around. Sure. So I'll, I'll make it very granular. I'm sure you've walked into an office building to go to a meeting or something like that as a visitor. And you probably walked up to a security desk of some form uh, where the security guard looked at you funny and said, who are you and who are you here to see? Give me your driver's license. And then they probably oh, yeah. turned around and said, you know, uh, and, and like 20 minutes later, after, you know, after you waited in line, they probably turned around and said, you're not in the system because somebody forgot to put you in the system as a visitor. Uh, and they waited some more while they called upstairs and somebody didn't pick up the phone and so on and so forth. 
And literally 20 minutes later, you have made it into the front door of the building or through the turnstiles or what have you. So you're late for your meeting now because you spent 20 minutes just getting into the building. That is one very simple uh, thing that almost every visitor faces across the entire country, across all of real estate. Uh, real estate as an industry itself has been pretty slow to adapt uh, new technologies and when doing so have kind of adapted them in a, um, I call it the whack-a-mole approach. Like you got a visitor problem, solve it with visitor solution. You want people to book a conference room, create a room reservation solution and, and booking tablets on the wall. Uh, you want to manage your building from a, from a equipment and service and uh, preventive maintenance standpoint, buy yet another third solution. And the list goes on and on. There are about 45 different things that happen in a building. And traditionally, real estate has, you know, either just waited for the phone calls or emails to come in, like in my example, uh, or deployed some sort of narrow siloed solution to just solve that problem. There have really been kind of two problems with that approach. One is that it's extremely inefficient when you buy eight different software or hardware technologies and they don't each talk to each other. Uh, so you have, you know, human data entry occurring between different uh, four silos. They're also extremely expensive. Think about it. You've got eight different vendors providing eight different products or services into your building. They're each going to charge you a nickel here or a dime there or a dollar here or what have you. So it adds up to be quite a bit of money. And, the, you know, the, the whole premise behind RISE from day one, um, just having kind of firsthand knowledge of what goes on in the building from spending the time in the buildings. I was a, I spent my entire career in the real estate arena. I was a developer, a property operator, uh, ran a portfolio for quite some time. Uh, that money uh, takes away from the bottom line, right? So the genesis of RISE was really creating one total technology stack so that, A, you save people money and make things more efficient for your staff, right? So you, you save the building money on their technology spend day one. You also create efficiencies with that staff uh, right away. What actually results as kind of a side fit to all this is that because people get, finally, the ultimate remote control, if you will, for your building, where they can pre-credential a visitor, and it's easy, or they can book that conference room, it's a, it's a push button away as opposed to, you know, three phone calls and two email exchanges later. Or if their, you know, light is out in their office, they can press a button and submit that and take a picture of it even and send, send that in as a, as a work ticket for a problem to be solved. And they're doing all of these things, and, and like I said, about 45 different uh, things in a building, all from one app or, or web portal, so all from one clean screen. And when you consolidate all of that functionality into a native technology stack uh, and put it all in one place, the, the side benefit of having all of that in one place, other than the cost savings and the efficiency, is that people actually use it. Right. If you had eight different things in your building going on and you're like, hey, if you want to do a visitor, you got to go to this website. If you want to book a conference room, you got to go to this other website. And if you want to, you know, put in a service ticket, you got to go to a yet a third website or app or you name it. Right. When you bring all those things together and people use this platform for a different reason, potentially every day, one day they're booking conference room, the next day they're paying their rent, the next day they're putting in a service ticket and so on and so forth. Uh, what you get out of it is measurably higher engagement, right? When, meaning people are actually on your brand, on your platform. They're obtaining the convenience that they've wished for for a long, long time. Uh, and because it's so easy and engaging and intuitive and, and native to one technology platform, they are, as a result, engaged with it. They are constantly on it. And then they start to connect with others in the building via the community portion 
of the platform and, and really benefit from the experience of living or working in that building. Um, that's, I would say that those are the kind of two benefits, two major benefits that result from uh, giving people a remote control for their building. Fantastic. So uh, let, let's transition a little bit further into today's topic. So really different approaches to building a technology company. I know in Rise you maybe took a little bit of a different uh, approach. So wh- why didn't you go after that or why didn't you accept that uh, easily available venture or growth capital? Because I think you, went, you, went, you took a different approach. We did, yeah. With Rise from day one, we bootstrapped it. It was really, really important to us uh, because I came from the industry. I've, I've bought products from you know, kind of well-funded, very, very marketing-driven uh, firms that try to solve a problem. Uh, unfortunately, you know, those that method of attack, if you will, or that method of solving a problem, uh, is is a little is a little short-sighted in in the sense that if you take on you know oodles of venture capital, well, then you got to spend it on something. So what do you end up spending it on? You spend it on marketing, uh, which is nice. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You spend it on marketing, and you don't focus on the product itself. Um, you know, I think it was very important from day one that we never wanted to be the company that uh, has a, a nice slide deck uh, but doesn't have the product to go with it, right? We always wanted to be a product-led company. Uh, and so why didn't we ultimately take venture capital money initially or growth capital or even, even you know, larger amounts of funding, if you will, uh, all of it very, very readily available? The reason we didn't take that is that we didn't want marketing and sales to be the driver of the business. We wanted the product to be the driver of the business. We wanted to build such an incredible product, even if we have to do it frugally and with, you know, really bootstrapping it. Uh, but we wanted to focus so much on the product that we didn't want anything, uh, whether it's venture capital or, or other sources of uh, kind of funding, distract from the actual mission, which was fix the problem. So we we focused on fixing the problem. We focused uh, our first, you know, first two years of the company, we didn't sell it to anybody. We didn't try to sell it to anybody. We wanted to build the product first, right? And we mm-hmm. built it end to end and then certainly had some beta users, if you will, or beta clients, that, that beta buildings that, that were live with it. Uh, and we took their feedback and enhanced it and tweaked it and make, made sure that it was ready for the stage, so to speak. And only when we felt that it was ready uh, for the for the kind of the outside world is when we started to actually sell it. And when I say sell it, it's we showed the product to somebody in real time or took them to a building, one of the first few that was that it was live in. And the sale process wasn't so much marketing led at that point; it was more solutions and product led. Uh, and that was a different tact, I would say, from most of the you know, if you will, competition or other kind of players in this uh, in this particular space, in the prop tech arena, if you will, where they were doing a ton of marketing to, to get that contract signed, and then, then they would figure out how to actually build the product and maybe deliver on the functionality that they sold the product on. Uh, we took the opposite approach. And, and as a result, I think our growth has come, uh, you know, very, very organically. Uh, when clients saw that it worked, uh, told their peers in the industry uh, that finally they found something that is end-to-end, that is a total te- uh, technology solution, uh, that is cost-effective, and they're seeing the results. Uh, so the product kind of sold itself uh, in, mm. in some sense. No, that's that's awesome, and uh, and and you're right. I've seen both approaches, and I'm not. And I mean, there, there are different ways of doing it. There's been successful companies that have done both, but I love hearing your side because I feel like like the news and everything else like that that's what like the bootstrapping this that like they don't the the attention it's like oh you raised the xyz round and you did this you did that like that's what's always in the news right 
That's right. That's right. And that's and, and look, that's not a. I'm not suggesting that it's a bad no, approach. Of not. It just was. It just wasn't the one that was that was fit for the type of product and and the depth of product that we wanted to to build and deliver to market. So let's um, let's go a little bit further into maybe um, um, you know building the business internally, maybe how that has uh, how that has um, differed from the norms and like what, what how companies are normally doing. Like what what are you doing over there? That's kind of that's kind of unique. Yeah, um, you know because of kind of how the product was, uh, I guess, or how it originated. Right? It was mm-hmm. it was truly a solution to a problem that I faced in the industry time and time again, where I was trying to make my buildings that I built efficient, and I was trying to create an engaging experience for the people that lived or worked in the buildings that I managed uh, as a portfolio. And every time I tried to do that, I found these disparate solutions that were trying to solve kind of narrow problems, uh, and it was creating inefficiency and engagement as opposed to uh, the opposite of those two things. So when we started to build Rise, it was really, you know, what was unique about it is that we knew what the product needed to do. And we weren't, we didn't have an ego about us to say, look, we don't want to learn from our clients and their feedback and part of the beta process or even uh, in an ongoing basis. We always wanted to learn, see how it could make it better, uh, see how we could bend the product to suit the particular client's needs. Uh, but at its core, we knew a good bulk of what it needed to do. And the second thing that I think I'll point out is that we also knew that in our uh, our go-to-market or the, the market that we would serve, what we knew about that market was that there are no two buildings out there that are uh, exactly the same, right? There, Every building has its own bit of DNA, if you will. Uh, they operate slightly differently in one configuration or the other. Uh, you know, whether it's on the visitor management front or rulebookings or payments or service tickets or approvals and, and workflows that are within a building, they are slightly different from building to building. But there is a norm. There is a standard, like it's done these 10 ways, right? Uh, pick mm-hmm. your way. One of the CSOS kind of advantages that we had was that we knew at least eight out of those out of those 10 ways. You know, maybe we learned a couple along the way, but we knew eight out of the 10 ways that it could be done. So instead of building a platform that's like a custom, you know, solution every time, you know, we're not a, a custom software developer. Uh, instead of instead of looking at it that way, uh, the, the little bit of secret sauce I can give up is that we've built our product up so that it's highly configurable. So that if a building's like I don't I don't do it way number one, I do it way number two. It doesn't require any recoding or or back you know backing up the product and and stopping the press. It's a checkbox in our platform. It's like, okay, you want to do it the way number two? No problem. Check that box. Now it's like that moving forward, right? And that little bit of secret sauce really did help us um, fit the product into a broader market, right? Uh, otherwise, we would have been only good, a good fit for a particular type of building that ran a particular way uh, in, the, in the real estate world that generally breaks down into you know, your class A building or class AA building or your class B building or class C building. And then it certainly breaks down even further into there's a resi uh, market out there, right? Residential, rental, or condo buildings. There's a commercial market out there, commercial office buildings, whether it's traditional uh, or at the enterprise scale. And then you go, you go further deeper. There, there's 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 student living and senior housing and and so on and so forth. And the way we set up Rise from the get-go was, you know, if it's a building, it has literally four walls and a roof and uh, more importantly, have people that live or work in there, so occupants, uh, as well as staff and management that uh, that operate the building, then our product can be configured to go live in that building uh, in 45 days flat, right? So from contract to, 
it's live in that building. It takes us 45 days, uh, rinse and repeat. And it's only because we've built the product in a highly configured manner from day one um, to, to be able to do that in, 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 in that sh- uh, short order. Fantastic. So, Prasan, it's been awesome having you on the show today. Really appreciate you coming on and, and really giving some insight into how you built your company and, you know, some tips for entrepreneurs out there to consider. Um, if somebody's listening to this and want to learn more specifically about Rise Buildings and to talk to you and your team, I mean, what's the best way for them to connect overall? Yeah, um, would love to uh, share in thought leadership with anyone that's interested in, in this, uh, in this uh, topic. Uh, happy for them to visit risebuildings.com. Uh, our website where you can learn a lot of a lot of information about what our product does. Uh, certainly follow us on LinkedIn if you want. Uh, we're constantly posting, you know, things that we learn along our journey. We're constantly posting them onto our LinkedIn uh, so other entrepreneurs and founders and uh, even people in the space uh, learn from them. Uh, we love sharing information. So uh, happy to take an email from anyone that's interested in directly talking to me. At uh, They can email me at pk at risebuildings.com as well. Fantastic. Well, Prasan, really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing more about your background and uh, all the great things that you're doing over at Rise Buildings. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget, um, hit that subscribe button. Have some more great guests coming up for you and definitely don't want you to miss out. And Prasan, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.